0: to a brand new episode of We Taught Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb, alongside, for the first time in such a long time, Sasha. You're back. Sasha Kucherov is with me.
1: Uh, oh man, I didn't even prepare a nickname. I, I'm out of practice. But, uh, but apparently, this is minimum effort, according to Shane. I don't need, need to even check the Slack channel, he told me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Shane's just lazy. But he will listen to this, so he will hear that. And you know what? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, Shane. Yep, Shane filled in last week. You're back. Life's been crazy. Work's been crazy. Yeah. How are you holding up?
1: Oh, good now. Now that I've f- officially transitioned to the night schedule, uh, I'm a complete night owl. uh The only issue is like going to the bank and grocery shopping. I have to figure out like what <laughs> the ideal hours to do that are. um <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like I wake up and people are like, "Hey, let's go hang out and drink," and I'm like, "Sure, I'll I'll drink four beers for breakfast." And, <laughs> uh it's pretty uh, it's like college <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, except it's fancier we call it brunch now that we're adults <laughs> <laughs> yeah right in,
0: uh, in college it was just oh man this beer is minty and i just keep drinking it right um uh, yeah you, know, you did miss a very important question last week that i wanted your input on um chris our patrons asked us to rate the hottest loons and Shane, I, you just did a top five, so I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't prepare you for this at all. Okay, top five hottest loons go. Uh,
1: well, number one is might be unexpected, but I'd say Hassani Dotson. He was with the U23 oh, team. Um, he's he, he flies all over the pitch. He's still t- staying consistent. He's showing progress every year. Uh, um, Sa- Sasha yeah. hottest all time by looks. Oh, by looks, still Hassani Dotson. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Ooh, um. Psh. Well, number five we'll do Ethan Finley. He's got a beautiful face and a good body. He's just a little short. Uh, um I think uh, this is great. Detail. This is great radio. Uh this is this is really only for
0: Chris, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so You
1: know what I'll put DeBossi as number four. He's he's got a mm-hmm. very stoic look about him. Um and he also looks yep. very charming.
0: Uh what else? Well he's French, he has that accent, you know.
1: <laughs> yep. Um you know what? I'll go number three. We'll go Boxall. We'll keep the defense there. We want a nice big, big bear to keep you comfy and warm, <laughs> and uh, that's the guy you want to go out, you know, out in public with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, uh, I'm going to do a former Loon for number two, Christian Ramirez. Always beautiful. Okay. And then okay. Uh, his current replacement, I'll say, uh, who knew?
0: Adrian Nunez. Yeah. N- yeah. Um, yeah. I think he was number one on both our lists too. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just you know, it's... physically hot and on a hot streak right now. So,
0: yeah, and the, again, the French accent "voulez-vous oh. ce, <laughs> ce soir," or whatever that song is about. Who knows?
1: <laughs> oh, you know, those yeah, those French players just make me swoon.
0: <laughs> and I mean, he made all of us swoon. Basketball games. He's been so. Good. <laughs> um, before we jump into the last week's game. Uh, the night game that Sasha was the only Minnesota fan fully awake for. Um, just some quick notes and news from the Loons camp. Uh, R- Roman and Robin are in their respective home countries, Romain, uh, France, Robin, Finland, uh, visiting their embassies to get their green cards, Probably not expected to play this weekend in San Jose. Michael Botsall has been called up to the New Zealand Olympic team. Um, men's Olympic teams can call up only three players who are above the age of 23. And they chose Michael Batsal, which is great for him and really shitty for us. Um, Yuta and Jan are back from the Euros and training with the team. And number two on Sasha's list, number one in our hearts, Krishna Ramirez makes the move to Aberdeen in the Scottish Premier League. And this is this makes sense to me. You asked when you were taking notes, like, why did this move? Um, He's 30. It's his last chance, I think, to make it over to Europe. And he wasn't playing at, at uh, Houston enough. I think the one game he started, he scored in. And it sounds like this coach is going to give him a fair shout, which I think Christian wants to play. And if he's playing in Europe, even better. So I expect good things from him. I'm predicting double-digit goals for this season in the Scottish Premier League, which is on ESPN+, Plus, by the way.
1: You know, it made a lot more sense to me once I figured out that Aberdeen was in Scotland, and not I was I was confusing it with Albuquerque in New Mexico. And I was just like, "Why are they moving him down to this like some Albuquerque team I've never heard of?" And then I was like, "No, no, that's that's not Albuquerque. It's Aberdeen." So yep, very different place. Very different, places. places. yes. A lot less
0: turquoise <laughs> in Aberdeen. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Aberdeen actually the first job back in the seventies for Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm pretty sure. Right in the 70s, 80s. Brad, his first coaching job was at Aberdeen. Okay,
1: so it's, so it's a club with some some legacy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool that he's finally going over to Europe. I know Scotland doesn't get the most attention, but it is a competitive league. So,
0: Yeah, it's one of those mid-tier leagues along with the Netherlands and Belgium. Mm-hmm. Kind of right there. You could argue that maybe Celtic and Ajax are the top teams of those middle mid-tier leagues. Actually, well, now Rangers. Because Rangers beat Celtic last season. Um, but yeah... It should be in a fun, exciting lead, and now we like those Aberdeen jerseys aren't that expensive. So Ramirez Aberdeen jersey, who knows? I
1: mean, I'm skeptical to do that after I bought that Jordan Morris Swansea jersey, and then he tore his ACL for the second time. Maybe maybe you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. Maybe you should. (laughs) Christian Ramirez, I won't do that to you. I support you fully.
0: Yeah, Um, he just landed. I think this morning, our time. His Instagram story is wild of his family packing and him almost missing his connecting flight, like basically running across the airport to make it. Um, but he's in Scotland now. I think they're about to start uh, preseason soon, so hopefully, hopefully he just scores goals, shows what he shows all the fans here in Minnesota what, he, what we know he can do at every level, and then actually prove it to a coach that actually you know is playing him. So, yeah, hopefully. Uh, his replacement, though, his, re- his replacement, like, three times removed, doing well. Um, it took a while. We finally found the striker to can score goals again. Uh, Adrian Uno scores the fastest goal in Minnesota MLS history. Second minute in a 1-0 win at Providence Park. Um, a two-game win streak in the season. A two-game win streak at Providence Park. Going back to last year when everything was Hunty dory mm-hmm. Sasha you were a wide awake for this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Yeah. What, what did you see out there? Uh
1: I mean, we completely blitzed them in those 2 minutes. Uh, someone reposted the, the build-up play to that goal um, on Reddit and it's just it, like Chase and Franco Frogapona are like just playing around with the Portland like Portland players. It was clear that those guys were tired out with their third game within 7 days and yeah, it was like, typically, we expect Reynoso to be the big playmaker, but he, I think, got he got the opportunity to be a little more relaxed because all the play was on the sidelines, and a lot of it was Chase and, and Franco. Um, and this is not the first game where they linked up. I, I noticed that when they played against Austin, that they had such good synergy. Franco's the kind of player who is creative enough to expect balls in the way that, that Chase will play them. Mm-hmm. And.
0: Reynoso did in the secondary assist once um, Reynoso Fragapane who um basically Reynoso's ball cutting through the defense Fragapane sweated it over to who had an open net and I think Reynoso thrives in that in that uh, position on the field not being the direct playmaker he can find now only can he find other creative players to make that final pass but he can he, the pressure's not, not all on him to create the goal exactly it, he can pass through a defense and know that okay, I pass it to Frankfurt, pass it to Nito They can they have enough skill to find the open man in the box now. Mm-hmm. But that vertical pass that Reynosa made is the one that really cut apart the defense, and it was probably the easiest pass for to find has made in his life. <laughs> yeah, just tap in, boom, yep. tap in to Uno and bam, one nil, and then like. Portland fought back, almost started second half, in the first half. Came out of the gates just firing at second half. A um, couple of big saves by Steve Clark to deny uh, Uno a brace and also Hansen his second goal of the year. Um, th- this game, I think, really could have gone either way if the Portland win, a draw, or just a complete blowout, 3-0. Um, I'm glad about the win, obviously, but yeah i think it was overall a good team performance tyler miller uh stat wise is the best goalkeeper in m l s at the moment with uh, saves and goals against um or goals allowed per minute played or some it's some stat he's on top of a bunch of them um so- so what what happened like the last time we talked we weren't that this good
1: <laughs> um well, I think first for this game specifically, we have to note that the game started above 100 degrees. That's why we had such a sure. late delay. It was still like 104 degrees at kickoff, so that's going to affect everything. So the fact that we scored a goal so quickly meant that then we could control the pace of the game for the rest of the 88 minutes, and we didn't have to chase it. Like, Portland had to chase it second half, and that is exhausting. Even like I think it, the coolest it was was like... 90, was it 90, yeah, 96 degrees at the end of the game. Like, you're, you're going to be so burnt out, especially if you're, like, fighting for a goal. Whereas we got the like, as soon as we scored that first goal, we were completely comfortable. Like, you could tell mm-hmm. us, like, we were outpassing them drastically. We, like, we had a, yeah, there were some opportunities where Portland almost caught us in the counterattack. And like you said, second half, they were on fire. For about yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But I think, the, to answer your question, the difference is that... We've been playing a certain style without the key players, and now the key players are here, the, the The goals are happening. Like We've been aggressive all season, and we just haven't been finding the back of the net. Now suddenly like we put the two players in who can score, and we find goals. Well, I just said, I just said yeah. three, with, including Nico. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, Audrey know looks like the real deal, honestly. I think Shane said last week that it's the best starter we've had in MLS, and just the way – like when Ramirez left, we replaced him with first with Angelo, and then kind of with Mason, but then also with Kai Kamara, and Uno is just such a different striker than those three. Yeah, he. Hit- I mean, he, he he had a few shots the other night where. When's the last time you had a guy, the ball, at the top of the box, back to goal, turn and shoot, and actually did it on target? It's Ramirez. He also can win balls in the air. He's he's the complete package, and he's fast, who, which Angelo wasn't, and Mason wasn't that great in the air, and Kai Kamara was not great, or not good, or not okay at all last year. So this finding this guy and getting him over here, I think, was a hu- huge coup for the front office of Minnesota United. Um, there was. Something that happened in this game that we talked about. Um in about the sixty fifth minute game stopped and the refs had to but like, for about four or five minutes the refs talked to mostly Dado Chara and Dado Valeri and Michael Democratsall and Will Trapp were in the conversation as well. Um, what happened was Dado Valeri accused a Minnesota player that we now know or tend assume is Franco Fratapane of using a racial slur against him.
1: Dio Chara, you mean?
0: Um, Dio Chara, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a player we think is Franco Fredapane, abusing yeah. the racial slur against him. Mm-hmm. Um, this has happened before in MLS, which is a shame. It shouldn't happen anywhere. It's a weird spot to be in it as a fan. I think it's the first time this has happened for at, at, at this club, at least. Um, it's, it's weird to be in this situation as a fan because you obviously want what's best for the team but also you want you don't want racism on your team. And the thing is there was no um, discipline enacted during the game. Um, Portland's coach Gio Savarisi mentioned during his post-game press conference um Franco denies saying anything like that to Diedo Chara. There's a there's an MLS investigation going on. Both players are instructed by the league to not speak to the press. Yeah. Char has been in this lead for fourteen years. I think we can believe him when he says that something like this happened. And when you acknowledge that as a Minnesota fan, it's like, okay, what can this team do to be on the right side of this situation? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is the ref didn't hear anything. Um, Will Trapp in a press conference, I think yesterday, after training, said that he and Dino Larry didn't hear anything and they were the closest to the incident. Um... And right now, unfortunately, it's he said he said.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and unless MLS can find a frame or a hot mic somewhere, I think that the, what happens is the MLS comes back as inconclusive and tell both teams to move on. Now if that happens, should Franco Fragapane avoid any disciplinary from the team action from the team? Absolutely not. I said this in our Slack channel. Um, I think what Minnesota, the best thing Minnesota can do right now is sit, release a press conference or release a press statement saying, we take these auditions very seriously. We believe David O'Chara um, wouldn't make this stuff up. The player in question has denied saying anything wrong, but to ensure this doesn't happen again at this club, the entire team would go through anti-discrimination classes or something like that, sensitivity classes.
1: And that's that's something that has been brought up, uh, especially in regards to bringing in Argentinian players. Like maybe, and I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say just, um, we should have it so international players have a sensitivity class before they come to the league. So that if something happens, then you're like, well, there's no excuse. Um, I I think the biggest fear, and I don't think this is likely with MLS, like it is in other leagues, that if there is evidence that happens, that'll be swept under the rug instead of being addressed and there being consequences. Because as a fan, I'd rather... Mm -hmm say like yes our player fucked up and he has to face consequences or in consequences that so he learns that it's wrong not so it's like oh we should just punch a player for you know for the sake of punching a player and i think things like that are are stupid i think you have to teach people why what they did is wrong and what you know how to reform quote unquote yeah Um, right
0: some and you talk about players and like players from anywhere else besides the uh, united states have a different culture Mm -hmm. um we saw this this past year in the premier league with edison cavani um his whole situation we saw this with antoine drazman where he wore blackface to a party and in spain that's not really seen as a big deal but it it would have here Mm -hmm. you know so there's all over the world if they come players come here they're doing a see a culture that is different from the one that they grew up Yeah, um, I mean honestly it's, it's not a fun situation to be in and I'm going to pull from our Slack channel again um, patron Chris um, said that he, he was thinking about this situation and said am I feeling this way because it's my team or would I be acting differently if there's another team and that's a very good question I, if if this was the obvious, other way around and someone racially abused Debassy, would we be like calling for that player's head to be suspended or to be um, released by the team or would we have the same have the same conversation like well the team should make him do these classes or make him apologize and do these classes or something like that
1: I can empathize with Chris on that because mm-hmm. i i did have an inherent bias but it my inherent bias wasn't so strong that i didn't think that frank Capani shouldn't have consequences and that's that's what's so annoying about it the fact that it's we have to wait until this internal investigation is over to hear anything and it's the league gets the last say on it right mm. you kind of wish because it makes us look bad either way it, you kind of wish minnesota could be take the lead and then like And I understand where that can go wrong as well, where they just, like, will just be dismissive and they would sweep it under the rug. But, like, it would be cool if the team was or the club was accountable. Like, we could say, oh, yeah, like, we could say to Portland, like, okay, yes, as soon as it happened, after the game, address it. There has to be consequences. He can't play in the next game. He might be out. uh, Because this is going to be a bigger issue when Portland comes to town in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fighting going off in the sideline, which is probably what led up to this situation i'm not saying that justifies it at all but it, it makes it actually very believable that franco would walk past diego chara and say something because he was getting fouled and like pushed around and he was committing some fouls on the sideline
0: so yeah yeah and and there have been people at least on twitter bringing it up that uh portland's had a similar situation happen to them where one of their players racially abused Adamo Day and Portland didn't handle it well at all, and people saying like, "Oh, Minnesota should do the same thing as Portland," and absolutely fucking not. They should. This is a completely different situation. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be like, "Oh, you did this this way. We're gonna do the same to you. You were wrong, so we're also gonna be wrong." No, be the better team. Yeah. Be the better front office. Be the, like, create a new precedent in how teams deal with this. Yeah. Or if your MLS have lead wide. Uh, this uh anti-discrimination or sensitivity classes that are mandatory for each player each year. I mean, I had to, I had to watch a video when I started my job about like harassment at the workplace. I'm sure most a lot of people have watched had to watch a video when they were onboarded at their jobs about HR practices and stuff like that. So does MLS do that? They might want to start.
1: Yeah, and and just to my last note on like the club being accountable there's this whole air of hypocrisy that has been around for a long time regarding racial inequality but especially since minneapolis became the center for the george floyd movement outwards and then we had we had the uh, black players association come through in the mls and Icapara was part of that but then we had brent kalman decide not to be in support of it for whatever reason and like that stupid yeah, reasons stupid reasons yeah stupid reasons and Like that was like the I don't want another level of the hypocrisy of us being like oh yeah we're all for racial reform and racial change, Uh, our own club doesn't like hold ourselves to that standard and the city has you know horrible inequality gaps and like uh, opportunities for people of color within the city, you know like people always like love to claim change you know and wear a T-shirt or wave a flag but like when you actually see like when you have an opportunity for action. And you step aside from it. That's where it proves that like your words are empty. And I do I do not want that associated with Minnesota. Yeah.
0: Right. I think it's a good, a very good point and a very good point to move on from. Um, I mean, if you have any thoughts on this, reach out at TBWND fans. I beat a few conversations on Sunday morning, um, because some shitheads were in there being like, "What's the big deal?" So one of those assholes stop listening and put whatever you're listening on phone laptop firmly up your asshole um, <laughs> this weekend we play San Jose San Jose who are in turmoil and not a good team a team that Minnesota has always played well against mm-hmm. um, do you make changes to the lineup do you start Franco do you or take him out of the lineup what do you do
1: uh <sighs> I think I'd take Franco out. I'm confident in our team being able to beat San Jose without him. Um, Mainly (laughs) because... I I know that's horrible to say. But, like, on the right right now, we have a lot of versatility. Like, Mettner doesn't have to do as much running because Nico Hansen's out there. And Nico has... Nico's good at everything except finishing, which is what, like, Robin Loot excels at. Like, I wish I could combine <laughs> right. both of them to be the best right winger in MLS because Robin Loot can, like, just snipe it so well. And Nico Hansen mm-hmm. can do, like, everything else. He can receive it. He's, he has the speed. He has good, uh, you know, technical ability. He's okay passing. Like, he just... uh um But, yeah, like, yeah. I think we beat them on the right side pretty easily. I think Reynoso's more comfortable now. He's been playing more direct. I think everybody's doing better. So even if we don't have Franco, we can win this game. Uh, oh, We, we subbed somebody on in the last game. Who was it? It's it striker position. Agudelo. Agudelo, who was very unimpressive. And I don't know if it was the heat, but, like, dude, you're on there for, like, 13 minutes. Show the effort that everybody else is. Like, Ozzy's, <laughs> like, what, like, seven years older than you? He's, like, running, at like, you know, 60-yard sprints back and forth, man. Like, your job is to do something.
0: Uh, so. Yeah, I. I mean, uh, I, I think I don't think Roman or Robin are going to return in time for the game. Yeah. With that, Hassani's going to be a right back, which I think is fine. He's versatile. He's that he's good. Prefer in the middle. He's had a couple a good couple games in the middle with of Will Trap, who has been miles above what he was at the beginning of the season. Um, obviously, you have to put Renoso in there. I think on the right, you keep Nico. I I think on the left. Fuck it. in McMaster. Yeah. He's hungry. This is a team. You know how to beat their, their press. You know how to beat their defense. Put him up there with a striker like Uno and see what can happen. I think McMaster showed promise. He was one of the bright spots of that very dull, very bad period for Minnesota United in the first four games, and he hasn't played since. Um, so I think, I mean, Will trap and Jan in the midfield because Jan's back in training now. Maybe Ozzy in there too instead of Will. Who knows? Um, Reynoso, Nico, McMaster, and then Uno up top. You bring in Ethan Finley on late to burn some tired legs, and you come out of there with a win because you know what? Fuck San Jose. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was also say uh, like do a double sub. You get bring in Finley, Finley, Angie, Corey Hayes, two guys who have a lot of speed. We should we should be winning this game, guys.
0: Yeah. I honestly if it started Jacoby Hayes in midfield over Jan just as of fatigue issues, I wouldn't be mad about that either. Yeah. He played really well against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um I just we should move on to MLS. Yeah. So some quick things. We have we have MLS and Euros to go and some like huge coaching carousel news from England. Um that kind of affects both of us. Well, our, our team's rivals, at least. Mm-hmm. But let's move on real quick Th- through our MLS roundup. Uh, Orlando City beats Inter-Miami 2-1. to uh, Miami has not won a game since being fined for violating MLS roster rules in the signing of Blaise Matuidi. And Sasha, if you had said, bet all of your money in one of the expansion teams next year to be like, better than the other, I'd be like, it's all in Miami, baby. Bad comes <laughs> for life. But good God are they bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the club is sinking faster than Orlando is.
0: <laughs> or, <laughs> the or, city of Orlando. Or, yeah, the city of Orlando, yes. <laughs>
1: uh, also, speaking yeah. of sinking, a team that you would have expected to be better, LAFC lost SKC 2-1. Um, part of that being because they got a uh, red card, Tristan Blackman got a red card for LAFC, and then SKC uh, went on to score two goals.
0: Yeah, I watched this game really... Really fun game to watch, honestly. Uh, LMC's goal was well-worked. Um, but they haven't been as good as this year. Also, some com- some news coming out of the SKC camp. This is rumored not confirmed about Gian- Gianluca Busio, the 18-year-old with better facial hair than, than I have, um, is rumored to be going to Sassuolo in Serie A. He does have Italian heritage, so with, with a name like Gianluca, you have to have Italian heritage. <laughs> um so that's not that's not confirmed yet, but rumored. Um, I would expect it to be confirmed soon. I mean, well, a lot of people have been reporting that it's happening, but yeah.
1: And that's the second Italian club he's been linked with since the start of the transfer window. The first one was Fiorentina, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty evident which league he's most likely going to. Yeah, which
0: would be <laughs> great. Again, he, he's such a good number ten already in MLS. Like he's he's outgrown this league. Yeah, we can honestly say that. So. Uh, Shadow Fire, 3. Philadelphia Union, also 3. Good God, own goal. <laughs> Returning from the Euros for a quick game, scoring twice for each team, then going back to the Euros? <laughs> Crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was this was uh, kind of funny. Uh, uh, the unexpected culprit of the first one goal was Jacob Gleznes, who actually has been pretty good on defense. Uh, this was just his one uh, early blunder giving Chicago the early lead. Uh, in the second minute, uh, but Chicago paid the, the favor back in the 79th minute when Boris Sekulich scored an own goal. Uh, <laughs> um, the first opening goal for Philadelphia Union, I, I talked about this on Slack, was from a 17-year-old Quinn Sullivan, and that was his first MLS goal, uh, for and it, I think his first start for the for the Philadelphia Union. And he did it with a bicycle kick.
0: So, mm-hmm. you, you put it in the Slack channel, like, oh, 17-year-old, cool, then my brain went, <laughs> Born in 2004, and then I, my face <laughs> melted away like I saw the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Toronto nil, Cincinnati 2. Really wasn't expecting this result. Um, Chris Armis's uh, tenure at Toronto not going very well. Um, on the other side, Cincinnati kind of picking up the pieces from a poor start to their franchise, I guess. <laughs> um, on the negative side for Cincinnati, which is the heavier side the most of the side uh brenner the most one one of the most expensive transfers in at history only has one goal in nine games and remember he is a striker not great yeah
1: this is this this is very revealing with uh la galaxy season how important a good coach is to a team
0: yeah exactly uh greg might be signing of the season (laughs) yeah Uh, some quick hitters, RSL one, Dynamo won, Nashville won, Montreal won. 6th draw in ten games for Nashville. Yeah, this is looking very much like an arsenal season for, for Nashville.
1: Which is it is it isn't an insult or a compliment. It's completely directly in the middle. <laughs> but the advantage is in MLS that you have a chance to make playoffs, uh, as opposed to being in the EPL where you just you get to miss out on Euros. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another draw. Seattle to Vancouver. Two. Uh, Uh,
0: Seattle's still unbeaten, right? They
1: are. They're they're the only team that is left unbeaten. And Vancouver almost had them. It's kind of weird that I'm I'm almost like looking for the day. And I I, like this is very idealistic of me, but Seattle's coming this well next month, starting tomorrow. Uh, is coming to town, and if we could beat them at home and end their winning streak, it would be. Oh, it, would, it would be like that true validation of like we are a good team now again.
0: July eighteenth. Yep, they will lose their first game of the season, at at Allianz
1: with oh, with an Aussie banger too. Like they're just like cream of the cup. And
0: that'll be the first. That'll be the first game I did to go to this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not going till August to go see uh, Houston. But
0: what, what date is that? We should actually. This is more an off my conversation, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. but we should definitely meet up in person for the first time in over a year. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, uh, San Jose won, Galaxy three. Tate Cowell scored for San Jose, but that's really all that went well for them.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Chichi Rito got a brace, and that put him at the top of the Golden Boot Race uh, with 10 goals, passing Raul Rui Diaz, who had scored his ninth goal earlier that day for Seattle. Um, and then. <laughs> the wonderful breaking news because San Jose is having such a wonderful season. Uh, they fired their GM, Jesse
0: Fioranelli. Um, from, from what I saw on Twitter, everyone's like, this was three years, <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh Jeez. <laughs> so congratulations to San Jose. You're going to have a better GM just cause they'll have a different personality and different outlook on soccer. Probably, uh, Atlanta, nil, New York Red Bulls, nil. Um, after the, it's not Tate Cowell. Who's their Clark. Yeah, Caden Clark. Caden Clark yeah. um, will be leaving at the end of the season to go to Russian Ball Sport Leipzig in the Bundesliga. That was confirmed this past week. Um, remember, he is from Minnesota and was not our academy. So how did Minnesota lose a player that's now going to Germany?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think was uh, Katie St. Auburn was asked this question about how, how Minnesota fans felt. And it was, it, I feel bittersweet about it, but...
0: It's, 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 it's not great no. it's not great um, Austin nil, Columbus nil the pre-court derby ends in disappointment much like I imagine sets sets with him does um, just disappointment and just like everyone's like let's never do that again shall we uh, New York City FC 2, DC United 1, uh, Thiago for NYCFC dribbled from his own penalty area to store the game winner in the last minute of stoppage time it was wild. Uh, the D.C. Had like no one back, and uh, it was watch watch that goal. It, it should win goal of the week, even though it's probably the 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 uh, twin, but Tate probably will win it. But I expect you, Corey Hayes,
1: to do something similar to San Jose this week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I also believe so. Oh, there won't be a last minute game winner because we'll be uh, already be up, be up uh, five nothing. Uh, FC Dallas two, New England one.
1: At the time of this game, <sighs> Dallas was last place in the the West. Um, and they beat the number one. New England is currently the number one team in the East. Uh, so Bruce Arena finally having his golden year. Um, and I guess they just let Ricardo Pepe run free because he got a brace.
0: Yeah. This <laughs> and yeah, New England quietly been having a really good season to their first place in the East. But I mean, are they favorite? I think they're favorite. Even after this game, I think they're favorites to. Come out of the East. I don't think any other team has really clipped like they have. No. In their in their time And Carlos Seal is a is a game changer and Gustavo Bo also a game changer at any given moment. Um onto the Euros. This
1: this was a good week for us and a bad week for our predictions. Um yeah, I'll start with it. I so I'd predicted the Portugal would make it to the final. Well, that's not going to happen uh, <laughs> uh, because the team I'd love to support, Belgium, made it through with a Thorgan Hazard goal. Um, if you were wondering which Hazard scored, it's the one that's younger and in
0: form. Younger and <laughs> has <laughs> ankles still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spain beat Croatia in one of the craziest games of all time until later that day. But Spain was up three one. Precious scores two goals late. Like, late, late. Like, the third goal was stored in, like, extra time, I'm pretty sure. 3-3. Three, three, and then, in added extra time, Spain just... Morata just learned how to finish again. Like, someone, like... This entire tournament, he's have been offsides or just missing sitters. Like, someone took his talent Space Jam style, but then gave it back to him for the last 30 minutes of this game. He scores the game winner. Spain attacks on another one. Wins 5-3. Um I think you predicted them to be in the final, right? Against Portugal? Yes. Yep. So one you predicted is <laughs> going pretty well, huh? Which is because um, they weren't
1: doing so great in groups, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Switzerland so knocked out France in the craziest game of this entire <laughs> I think I did I pick France to win? I think I picked France yep. to win. Oh, goddammit. Um then up three one late. Uh and equalized in like the ninetieth minute. There's a great Photo set of this one Swiss Swiss fan. Have you seen this? No. It's a Swiss fan. He has a bucket hat on and a Swiss jersey, and he has like thick glasses, and he is like curled up, like worried. It's three two. You can see on the on the on the screen. It's three two in like the eighty eighth minute. Ninety seconds later, the dude has his shirt off and is screaming. <laughs> I'll send it to you after we're done recording. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh,
1: fair, though. That's my reaction, too. If I currently just beat the, the or I just taking it to extra time for, uh, against the World Cup winners, um, this, this whole tournament is just, has become unpredictable. Uh, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because after our first conversation about who's going to win, and then I looked at the roster, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kareem Benzema's back from, they still have Giroud, they have Mbappe, they have everybody, they have Griezmann, too. I was like, I'm like, oh, no doubt, I should have predicted them to be in the final. Well, good thing I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it- England finally etched their demons from 1966 um, beating Germany in the knockout round for the first time since then. Uh, Sterling and Kane with the goals. Kane uh, <laughs> looking pretty terrible until he actually scored. Uh, Sterling scoring three goals in this tournament. A lot of English fans are like, why did you call Sterling enough? He's dog shit or whatever how they talk over there all ignorant the shit. <laughs> it's like I'm really happy for Sterling and no one else on this team because he's proven all the doubters wrong he's like faced racism from other English fans in the Premier League so it's like you know what I hope Sterling scores every goal for us in the tournament for England just fuck them yeah um
1: also, they conquered the more recent demons of the of the 2010 game, where England didn't get the the goal that was clearly over the line that had gone off the crossbar and then in, but wasn't counted because they didn't have goal line technology, and that was the goal that led to goal line technology being in the next World Cup. <laughs> uh, so, oh, at least we predicted well, the, the the one of the teams that would get or would underperform was Germany.
0: Um, yeah, I, and this is Yordi last game as in charge of Germany, and. A Hansi Flick from Bayern will be taking over. And I mean, that German sideline has to be a lot more safer just with like all the germs in the area. Because he... if you ever watch, watch Yodi Lowe on the sideline, it's disgusting. <laughs> Dude pitch his nose, pitches his butt, scratches his balls, then he'll sniff it or put it in his mouth. It's weird. It's weird. It's bad. There's not enough hand sanitizer in the fucking world to like get that off.
1: What if that's actually the key to Germany wins? Like he hasn't been picking his nose and rolling it up and eating it enough. <laughs> Like
0: <laughs> no, there were some clips I saw on Twitter. He he was doing that on the sideline. God damn it, and, Yuki Mo. <laughs> Uh Ukraine. I think one of my dark, my dark horse for this tournament beat Sweden to one. They'll play England in the semif- semifinals, quarterfinals. Quar- one of those quarterfinals, yeah. Quarterfinals. Yeah. Extra time goal by Artem Dobvik. Um, Danielson. <laughs> yeah. Danielson, um, swept the leg. Oh go- for yeah, Sweden I- and. <laughs> Got sent off for a straight red in the 90th minute. This
1: was That's painful to watch. You can watch like the knee like bend in a way it's not supposed to as the as the high leg comes in.
0: Um, yeah,
1: rough yeah. went to the yeah rough went to the screen for VAR and it was like instantly upgraded to red. It didn't take it yeah. take a moment.
0: Just crane kicked him. Slipped <laughs> the leg. Whatever karate kid reference you want to make for Danielson. Uh, Czech Republic beat the Netherlands to nil. Um, we also I think we both called this yeah. that Netherlands would want to perform because on Frank DeBoer as their coach and well the no longer the coach he just resigned <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was really hoping he'd be Tottenham manager I was really hoping he'd just fail his way up again into Tottenham but unfortunately not. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Schick another goal in this game one goal behind Ronaldo in the golden boot race um, you know we, we all called this This <laughs> called this Patrick Schick being in the golden boot race yeah uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, they thought it definitely wasn't Ronaldo, Benzema, Mbappe, and uh, Lukaku. Uh, two of those are out right now. Two of them are still, I guess, we got still left, uh, or one of them is still left with Mbappe or Lukaku, only having three. Yeah. But, Yeah. Patrick Schick having a great tournament.
0: Great tournament. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for Tottenham to sign them, and he'll score like two goals. Uh, Denmark four, Wales nil. Um, the story continues for Denmark, which is a great story. They're fighting. If they win at all, like this is one of the greatest <laughs> Euro tournaments of all time, honestly. Yeah. Um, they look really good going forward. Wales, not that great. Um, might have been Dareth Bale's final game in a, in a Wales shirt. Um, he wouldn't commit either way after the game. But that leads us to our quarterfinals, which I believe is. Belgium, Spain,
1: uh, Belgium, Italy, and Switzerland, Belgium. and Switzerland, oh, Spain. That's
0: right. We missed Italy. Italy beat uh, Austria two nil in extra time. Mm-hmm. So Belgium, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, Ukraine, Czech Republic, and Denmark. No, Ukraine, England, yep. and Czech Republic, Denmark. Yeah. Uh, so, quick picks, real. Just go for it. <laughs> don't even think about it. Belgium, Italy. Go.
1: Uh, it should be. I want Belgium.
0: Okay, I'll go Italy. Yeah. Uh, Spain, Switzerland. Spain. Who knows Switzerland. Okay. Who knows? England, Ukraine.
1: Uh, I- I'm a real sadist here. I-, I want England to go all the way to then to lose whoever's on that, like, Belgium, Italy, Spain side <laughs> of the bracket. <laughs> right? Because I want, I want Harry Kane's hopes to be like, the trophy is within reach once again. I made it to the final and then to, to like,
0: have it to be cr- like crushed. Uh, so, yeah,
1: England over Ukraine. I think
0: I'll go to England as well. And then Czech Republic, Denmark.
1: Do I believe in the power of Patrick Schick, Golden Boot, or do I believe in the whole country of Denmark rallying <laughs> in this tournament? Um, I'll take Denmark. This It's a, such a great underdog story.
0: No, yeah, I, I think I'll take Denmark as well. Um, just, it's a great story. I don't want to see them do well. I, don't want, I want them to be happy.
1: Oh, man. And, I would also love it if they end up beating uh, England uh, in the next round after that. <laughs> oh, that'd be great.
0: Oh, <laughs> Be fantastic. Oh. Some really quick uh, coaching carousel news and one huge transfer that, that dropped today. Um, Patrick Vieira was hired by Crystal Palace, um, former NYCFC coach and also at Nice more recently. Um, Nuno Espirito Santos was hired by Tottenham, the former Wolves coach. Um, Rafa Benitez, hired by Everton. And then Jadon Sancho, 85 million euro transfer, which is roughly about $100 million from Dortmund to Manchester United. Um, I think Dortmund paid $8 million for him. <laughs> So great business there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, uh, yeah, they are the club who knows how to flip players. And he was he, as an English player, he was going to make it to EPL, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, James Hustle, though though, was very absent for England's last game, as well as Rashford and Bellingham. All your young guys, and, and Phil Foden, like all your young guys, except for Zaka, like were not on the pitch. So what the hell's up with that, England? Maybe that's the reason why they're going to lose.
0: Yeah, all of our English listeners. <laughs> If we have any, why? <laughs> uh, it's working for them so far, I guess. They haven't, they haven't England still hasn't conceded this tournament. It's true. Which, when they do, it's gonna be glorious. <laughs> it is. Well, Sasha, with that, so the end of our episodes, need tell the people where they can find you on Instagram.
1: Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I almost forgot my Instagram handle for a second. Alexander uh on Instagram.
0: I'm at Real Caleb FC on Twitter, Caleb Olson seven one six on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Two United Fans all across platforms, um, except for Facebook because it's run by Nazis anyway. Um, special thanks to the band Tectonics for our song Lustless. Also special thanks to our leader commissioners here on our Patreon for twenty dollars a month. You just shout out at the end of each episode. So shout out to Eric Olson. Um, five dollars a month, three dollars a month. let you some more goodies. Three dollars a month. at just to our Slack channel where we had a pretty deep conversation about the whole Fronto frieda incident. So, join for join us for that. It was kind of it was kind of cathartic and therapeutic to like get our thoughts out there. Honestly, um, five dollars a month or two extra episodes which are coming. I swear. And with that. Shout out to the mad villain, MF Doom. Press